HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. I'm Damon Bolte, host of The Speakeasy. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 in the Good Beer Seal, and we're doing a special show up in Westchester. It's the Westchester Beer Show. We're hosted by John Bluestein in the Portchester Hall, which is a great new establishment in uh, Portchester, Westchester, right off of the train. Um, the show will cover everything from supermarkets in Westchester, the Chicos, who are selling more beer than anybody else, to uh, some of the, the boutique beer bars like Birdsell House and... Um, the Craftsman in, in Harrison, but we're joined by John Bluestein today. So, Jack, you know this is a, a remote record. This is going to be our Thanksgiving show. So, uh, but here we go. John Bluestein from Heartland Brewery and Porchester Hall. John, welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here. Thanks a lot, man. So, uh, you're awesome, man. You're ready. <laughs> we're going. We can edit. Okay. So, uh, where we're sitting right now, for you guys out there who can't see. We're sitting in the train room at the old Portchester Railway Station, which is still an operating station to this day. It was built in 1885. So we're surrounded by images of trains, illustrations, and actual photographs that go all the way back to 1885. You know, it's amazing. We just heard a train go by with, with its whistle, and you, you even have a, a ticket booth inside the, inside the bar. Yeah, an operating ticket booth that's open uh, from until about 2 p.m. Uh, we got that, and also in this room is probably 70 steins. Uh, many of them date back from the turn of the century, just like these train images. Uh, this is one of our private rooms, and uh, it's used almost twice a week. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we thrill it almost every night. 
Well, let's go around the room. This, this, this is, we're here because you, you, you've got this great new place in Westchester, and there's some other awesome places. So, you guys ever introduced themselves? So, we got the DeChico guys. Sure, uh, Joe DeChico here. It's uh, Chris DeChico. All right, and you guys have, have, I mean, how many markets do you guys have? Um, yeah, so there's 10, 10 DeChico family markets uh, total. Uh, and again, they're kind of upscale, specialty gourmet supermarkets. Um, the five that we're kind of in charge of uh, really, really are emphasized on beer, local beer, growlers. Um, and two of them have full uh, functioning bars right inside the supermarket where you could just So stop. rumor has it, so if, if, if I go shopping with my wife, I can sit and have beers? Absolutely. Yeah, Assuming that she's shopping and I'm Absolutely. drinking. Oh, that's yep. one of the greatest ideas ever. That's great. It'd be better if you could go up and down the aisle. Hey, you can legally. You can legally? Yeah. We just don't. Drink and drive that cart? Yeah. You legally can. It's not an issue. But we try to keep in the bar area as much as possible so things don't get out of control, but uh, you definitely can't do that. I mean, I heard you guys move a lot of beer. You're selling imports, American craft. Yeah, um, we got into the whole craft beer scene mid 90s, probably 94, 95. My brother was studying in uh, England at the time, came back, kind of opened his eyes to the world of beer outside of your usual macro stuff that was available in the US. So it really started a lot of imports at the time, and then back then, the Sierra Nevada of the world, the anchors of the world. Uh, a lot of great brewers are now out of business, unfortunately, like uh, Catamount and Wild Goose, which were big back then. But uh, that's what really got us into it, and we started then, and it's been about 20 years now, very heavily in the craft business for us. Wow, this, this is actually my first time drinking beer in Westchester. And I'm happy to be with you guys. So, John, I, I know that, so you guys, you, you own Heartland Brewery. I got the five Heartlands, and this is my... Uh, Third of four beer halls. We just opened the Bernheim and Schwartz on the uh, Upper West Side near Columbia, and this is the third one. And uh, we're loving it. We're loving it. We're driving our uh, brewmaster crazy every time we open one. He's got to play catch up, but it is a lot of fun. This one opened just uh, this past June. Got ten beers on tap. The local community has been extremely supportive and very happy we're here. And uh, people in the Capitol Theater across the street are also happy that people have a place to hang out. Um, so this is a nice trip from the city. I, I, could, I could take the Metro North to Port Chester, get out, spend an afternoon, and go back to the city. That's what people do. A lot of people come without driving. So, uh, and there's, uh, the trains are like uh, every half hour to hour. Very convenient. Well, cheers. So you guys also make beer. So your Heartland Brewery, Greenpoint Beer Works. Yep. Um, so you make all the beers for, for all your establishments? Exactly. They're all proprietary. And over the course of a year, we probably make about 30 kinds of beer for our restaurants. We try to generally make different beers for the beer halls than Heartland, because Heartland has a stable of about seven beers that we've been making for about 15 or 20 years. Uh, we modify the recipes from time to time. Kelly loves to do that. Uh, but, but we keep the beer halls rotating regularly. Uh, in one of our beer halls right now, we have a, uh, a barrel-aged Scotch ale that's aged in Knob Creek whiskey barrels. And that's gotten a huge reception. So he's having a barrel-aged series at one of the restaurants. That's amazing. So Kelly Taylor is, is your brewer. Yeah. And uh, he's been the director of... Uh, Brewing operations at Heartland for about 14 years now, and Heartland opened the brewery out in Fort Greene in 2002, uh, and he's been out there the whole time. He helped design it, and 
you know, he's uh, he's terrific. He also works with uh, training the bartenders uh, on beer at the beer halls. We have beer 101 class. We have beer 201 class. They visit the brewery. It's very important that our staff really know their beer. What beer is this, John? This is our single hop. And uh, I like this one. Uh, it was just very popular, by the way. I like this one because it's kind of hopped just beyond uh, what a good Pilsner might be hopped at. And it's kind of, to me, it's the next generation of Sierra Nevada. And it's not too much grapefruit. It's not too much bittering. It's not, uh, it doesn't hit you too hard in the back of your mouth, in the front of your mouth. It's highly, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a session uh, pale ale, which I feel is hard to find. We got uh, Tim Reinke here from Birdsville House, also it's a great beer bar in, in Peekskill. And uh, Joe Vecadomini. Vecadomini. <laughs> and AJ, AJ Fusco of uh, the Craftsman House in Harrison, just down the road. What do you guys think of this, uh, the Porchester Hall, the, the single hop pale ale? I think it's a great pale ale. Yeah, it's nice, well, uh, well balanced. You know, like you said, it's not too bitter. Not, you know, so what you're saying is like the next generation of Sierra Nevada? Well, Sierra Nevada was a one-product company for a long time, and they had to expand as people's palates expanded. Uh, but now Sierra Nevada is tamed by today's uh, hop standards. Uh, so this is a little bit more than Sierra Nevada, a little bit obviously not as carbonated. Um, and uh, I hope it's on the menu forever. What do you guys think? It's talking about like going from Sierra Nevada Pale Ale to this single hop Pale Ale. It seems that styles keep evolving. And I was with Bill Kovaleski from Victory the other day, and uh, he was talking about how they started off with the Hop Devil, but now they've gone to the next series, Dirt Wolf, and all these other things. I mean, do you think that their beers have to evolve? Yeah, I think I think uh, breweries have to evolve more so than beer styles. I think as far as palates change, people are going to make beer to. You know, just kind of surprise everyone's palates. But with that said, there's still room for you know the the um, originals, if you will. Um, your true to styles, your pale ales. Your you know, you still need your base, and you still need to do those well in order to to stick with the market. You know, um, doesn't mean you can't push the envelope. You know, all the time, but you still need to you know be true to to certain styles and. Um, you can even with single hops and pale ales. I mean, that's a twist on a, a, a traditional style, um, but in, it's, it's equally as successful. You know? So, Joe, you guys are the Craftsman Ale House, in Harrison. Harrison yeah. You're also by a train station. Yeah, also work. by the Harrison train so station. When did you guys open? We opened uh, November first, two thousand eleven. So we're approaching three years now. And what kind of beers do you have on tap? Well, we have um, we have eight lines, and we have about 150 bottles. Our eight lines are always rotating. Um, I mean, sometimes they'll rotate the same day. You know, we, we move a lot of beer. Um, we move it quickly. Um, you know, we're not one of those that has 30 different lines and anything's clogging it up. It's just constantly, constantly changing. That's the way we like it, you know. So we're always, you know having something that, you know, you have to come every day in order to keep up with what we're doing. Yeah. You know, we asked about the Westchester beer scene. I mean, everyone said the Craftsman Mail House. Everyone said Bird's All. We came up here because Portchester Hall is new. And then it's really you guys, the Chico's. I mean, you guys have been selling a lot of beer for a long time. I mean, what, do you, what is it about the Westchester beer scene? Do you think there's a lot of room for potential growth? Are there going to be a lot more breweries in Westchester? There definitely is. I mean, when we started, it was very early in the stages. 
Westchester really took off, I would say. Because we started in the mid-90s with the craft, really not until Captain Lawrence opened up. And that's what really blew up the Westchester scene. Like, once Captain Lawrence, we had a really great, successful local brewery. Yeah, it opened in 06. I mean, that's what really made the Westchester scene blow up. I mean, that's been huge. And ever since then, now there's so many awesome breweries opening up. Yeah, that's a good point. That 2006 seems to be when things started to really... Yeah. Almost get out of control. <laughs> There's a lot of breweries in Westchester now. They're all over the place. Yeah. yeah. I, live in, I live in Beacon and one opened, I didn't even know about it. <laughs> it opened right under my nose. Like so, what's, what are all the Westchester breweries? The, the State Brewers Association can't keep up with the number yeah. of breweries that are There's like a brewery a day opening in this country. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, you got, you got to make good beer, though. That's yeah. the that's yeah. the problem, you know? Back in the day, you used to, if there was a new brewery came up, we would just we would buy it and yeah. meet the guy and, you know. Now you can't really need a taste at first. You know, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 All the, what what are the West Coast breweries? Like, I can't do that. What are the West Coast breweries? I mean, Peekskill, Peekskill, Captain yeah. Lawrence, Broken Bow, Broken Bow, Broken Bow. Well, they're Hudson Valley, Yonkers, Yonkers. Hudson Valley. So it's not that much. Crossroads is in West Westchester. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you guys, yeah. nice beer. I mean, Port Chester Hall is pretty special. I mean, it's, yeah. it's uh, building on the history. And look at these steins too. Tell us about your glassware program because it's it's you've definitely gone beyond what the typical beer bar does. Yeah, oh, well, these, the, the beers we're drinking out of. <laughs> well, normally we'd be drinking through uh, half liters and typical Rostov German steins that we bring over, and we have thirty-five. Uh, 35-ounce full liters as well. These are the babies we're drinking out of now, and they're only 12 ounces, but they're also extra thick to hold the temperature, uh, especially when you're drinking outside in the beer garden or the beer pavilion, and the other ones are even heavier. So when when they hit the ground, they bounce. They don't break. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, so they're great. A little offended we didn't get the 32 ounce. <laughs> <laughs> we only have 15 minutes. <laughs> That's towards the end of the show. That's the last one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, after Thanksgiving dinner, you, t- you, you drink that, you watch the game, and you fall asleep. Oh, yeah, it's the Thanksgiving show. So, Tim, the Birdsall House, we're trying to get everybody in in the first segment here. So, right. uh, Birdsall House, tell us about your program. Uh, well, we took a, uh, an old, we opened in 2010. We basically took an old 40s tavern and uh, put in 20 draft lines, and we have about 20 bottles. And started doing food that, uh, you know, food that would match the quality of the beer. And... 2012 or 2011, we opened a beer garden next door or outside, you know, connected. And uh, yeah, it's been good ever since. So you guys are on the Metro North too, right? Uh, kind of. We're like a 15 minute walk uphill. So <laughs> it's not, it's not, you know, are going back. You, you can do it. I've had it plenty of times yeah. myself, but you know, <laughs> yeah. we're not, it's not like this where you literally walk off the train and you're two steps into the bar. You know? That's nice, but the, uh, the walk back to the train is the, the adventure. It's easy. It's kind of roll down the whole way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. rolling a five dollar half yeah. six dollars. You, you used to be part of the Blind Tiger too. Yeah, so you're kind of like beer royalty. I guess so. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Blind Tiger. Yeah, I got involved in. Um, well, I worked at the one on Hudson, and then I got involved when they moved the new one in 2004. Was when we got the original one had a, a ton of investors at Galbeck. Once the lease was up, that, that deal was done, and then there were just four of us got involved in the movie. So, yeah. And then, then you couldn't serve and beer for a couple of years, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't a couple of years. It was, almost, it was almost a year. It was like nine months. 
Wow. And we still had to pay rent. I really <laughs> felt for you guys when, when, when that happened. Yeah. We almost ran out of money. Because, you know, it's, there was some church upstairs around the corner that nobody yeah, knew about. we tried serving coffee and that, you know. Oh, man. You can make money on coffee, but you got to have a line out the door. You know? <laughs> so, we were kind of breaking even on the coffee, but it really wasn't working. Oh, uh, I'd be crying my beer just, uh, yeah. yeah, but anyway, it finally happened. And then, when did you, you came up to Birdsall House? We opened that in 2010. Um, after I moved up to Westchester, we got tired of commuting down to the city, so, and I wanted to do something up there. And my partner, John Sharp, and I came across this, uh, the Birdsall House. It, well, it used to be Connolly's, and it wasn't for rent, it was just this, this bar, you know, we'd look in the window and think, like, somebody's got to do something in this place. So we finally got a hold of somebody at City Hall, or we got a hold of somebody at City Hall, and I asked about the building. And um, a month later, I got a call from the owner, and it all kind of started there. And they were willing to rent it. They were very sensitive about it, though, because they both, uh, their dad, John Connolly, had ran the place for, for 50 years. Literally, like, he was behind the bar every day. And um, when he passed away, it kind of, the, the business kind of faded away, too. But they didn't want to let go of it because they had such an attachment to it. That's great hearing about the history of, of, of your place, you know. And this place here at Fortress Hall is pretty amazing. I mean, I'm going to talk it up because it's beautiful. And, uh, you know, I mean, you've got beer memorabilia throughout. Right. We, we've got American beer steins. There's one for Knickerbocker beer, which I guess they stopped producing in the 1960s. And they were the, uh, they were the beer of Madison Square Garden uh, back then. And that's about, that's probably a uh, two and a half liter stein, uh, about 20 inches tall. A lot of these are German signs, but you'll see some from uh, Dutch Ale, and, uh, which is a New York brand. I think. Are those? Are they attached to the chef? You're, you're, damn, you're damn right. There. <laughs> 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 We're drinking out of those in reach. There's this double-sided stick tape, which is heavy duty, <laughs> pressure sensitive. And you, you, can't get, you can't get those things off there, um, <laughs> but I'm sure people have tried. We're just gonna get a big straw. Yeah. You know, some of them are worth three dollars, others three hundred, and uh, you probably can't tell which. Um, no, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, we're, this is our first segment. We're gonna take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. So you like good beer. Whether you're a craft beer pro or just had your first sip of an IPA, GreatBrewers.com is your number one beer resource on the internet. GreatBrewers.com bridges the gap between the world's great brewers and the consumers who enjoy their products. With so much information and misinformation out there, GreatBrewers.com focuses on education and leaves no stone unturned. Take the Great Beer Test on their website and browse through an extensive product catalog. Download their mobile beer cloud app, which includes a GPS beer finder, a beer sommelier, and descriptions for over 5,000 different brews. What are you waiting for? Back up that passion for craft beer with some solid information and education. Visit GreatBrewers.com today. Hey, hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on Heritage Radio Network. We're doing a special recording in Westchester at the Porchester Hall, right off of the Metro North. We've got some great guests here, including uh, guys from Birdsall House, uh, the Craftsman Ale House in Harrison, the Chico's Markets, and, of course, John Bluestein, the owner of 
Porchester Hall. So this is our Westchester Beer Show, just in time for Thanksgiving. So guys, we're talking about uh, you know what it's like having beer bars and, and, and establishments in, in, in Westchester, and uh, this is a beautiful establishment here, Porchester. But like you guys, the Craftsman House in Harrison, you're also by by the Metro North. Yeah. So some so we could go on the train from from Grand Central in New York. We could, we could come up to Porchester, visit Porchester Hall, and then go back and, and stop. Yeah, we're two stops away. Um, we're about literally a hundred yards. Uh, away from the train station, so you can you know stop off, have a couple beers, and then get back on the train. Um, but every everyone I asked about Westchester, really, all said you got to ch- ask the, the, the guys from Craftsman, the Craftsman House in Harrison. Sure. And and, and AJ, you guys are partners. No, I'm, I'm a bartender there. You're bartender, <laughs> so you come up, AJ. <laughs> yeah, talk. Come here, yeah, You're the yeah. quiet guy. So you're a fireman and a bartender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually work at the firehouse right down the street, and I live around the corner, so uh, <laughs> Joe can't get rid of me. Yeah. Um, but it's been it's been great. I've been there almost a year now, and I've learned more about beer working at the Craftsman than any other point in my life. And I've worked at beer distributors. I've delivered you know tons of beer, but I just never learned too much about it. And then Joe asked if I wanted a job, I guess, because I was there way too much. <laughs> and, uh, and it it's it's been awesome. I'll tell you, if you like to drink beer, it's a pretty damn good job working at a bar. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> I bet your beer bills went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. significantly. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole the whole point is is having like minded people that want to do what you do and and have the same passion that you have. And you know, and I'm sure everybody can hear or tell you that you know having a, a great staff that that is into what you do every day, you know, makes everything so much easier and, and so much more fun. You know, we spend more time, you know, educating people. You know on a daily basis and that's where you know you see that their their faces light up when they they realize you know they've been missing out this whole time you know it's it's a whole it's a whole other world out there stuff that we don't experience for ourselves anymore really you know I had a gentleman come in I don't know maybe a couple months ago and he yes oh can I get a Heineken and you know, I, I went through a little spiel about you know how you, you serve craft beer and he was, he was pretty welcoming to that, and uh, I said, I have something that you might like. So I poured it for him, gave it to him. I let him, you know, have a few sips. I came back to his table later and I asked him how he liked the beer, and he actually said, you know, this is better than Heineken. And to me, like, that moment right there was like, this is what I'm here for. This is amazing. So what, exactly what beer would you serve instead of Heineken? You know, yeah, uh, what did you give I don't, I don't remember exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> too much. We, we go through beer a lot. Yeah. One of, the, one yeah, of those yeah, pills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One Something along those lines. But, but it's a one-way street. Once yeah. you get that guy converted yeah. Oh, yeah. to good beer, it, it, or it, good, back, whatever yeah. it is. They're not, it doesn't go the other and, way. And then he talks about it. If he's yeah. discovered for the yeah. first time, he'll tell other people And about we live it. vicariously through those people because, you know, yeah. we don't get our minds blown like that very often anymore. So it's like, oh, my God. Exactly. You look at someone else and you're like, yeah, yeah, I remember that feeling. I remember, you know, having something for the first time. And, you know, there's very, very few, you know, moments like that anymore. For, for us, that's huge, converting people. I mean, for us, we're a supermarket. So we get every type of person possible. Unlike a craft beer bar where you're going there for craft beer, we're a supermarket. So like, it, it always works. We open a store, you're selling like a good amount of Budweiser. Within a year, we can't give it away because we convert so many of our customers over to like craft beer. It's amazing. Like, that's been a huge thing for us. And uh, the, the bars within our store have been a huge part of helping convert people because we get those everyday people that are not into craft whatsoever, but 
because they're in our stores, we can convert them. Where for think, all sorts. I think even in Westchester, I think the biggest thing that makes us successful is the fact that most of the people are in the city at some point, and you know, up until a few years ago, that's where you had to go to hang out and have a few beers and have craft beer, and you know, and then we have a lot of commuters, and so they'd come home, and there's in, you know, to live in Westchester, and there's nothing around. And so now it's, it's more of you don't have to go into the city to, have to make a night of it. You can have it on a daily basis. You can um, – everything that you see in the city that's, that's trending there is now trending in their own neighborhood, in their own, in their own daily lives. And so now it's not you know, as big a deal. It's not hard to find. You, know, you go to the Chico's and you, know, you pick up something that, that you had at, at the Craftsman the night before and you loved. And you're like, okay, now I don't have to make a – a trip to to get what I what I'm looking for. You know, you, know, find that you guys you guys have the most amazing. I've only been to the Brewster one, by the way. Yeah, yeah. which is an impressive place. I, mean, I, <laughs> I go to the back of the Brewster store. Yeah. and you hear like angels singing. And yeah, like, cool. I mean, the selection is unbelievable. This place, Porchester Hall, is my first place outside of Manhattan. But I've been in the business over 20 years now, and had brew pubs and a brewery and beer halls. And But one of the things I never tire of, and the restaurant business can be grueling, obviously, and a lot of you guys are in a similar business, and it can be tough. But uh, there'll be a guy at the bar, and he'll say, are you Farmer John? And we have a Farmer John's oatmeal yeah. stout, and my face is around somewhere. And I said, yeah, he says, this beer is great. I love your beer. And when, you know, you never tire of that. When someone says, I love your beer, it's like it makes it all worthwhile. And it's really a great, great feeling. Um, so, so like I said, I just opened this place, and one of the reasons I took it and opened it is because I could do a beer garden. Uh, like I've done all these other things in beer halls. It's like a fantasy to do a beer garden because <laughs> I'm a landscaper, I'm a horticulturist, I'm a botanist. I like to grow. We all have that fantasy. I love it. I love it. I tried to do it. Years, on, I, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I got 17 more to go, and I can open up something I, outside. <laughs> oh man, it is the best, and I help landscape. Really, uh, if I had to do it all again, again, I would never have hired a landscape designer. I would have done it all myself. Right. So, uh, still got time. Yeah. You're right. Did you I'm going to find the entrance. Did you put by yourself? Or you I didn't. I used the landscape design. Oh, but it's, it's beautiful out there. Yeah. I mean, you tell us about you have these custom tables from. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have communal tables out there. And the mill worker, who's a crazy guy but loves working with me, building huge bars and back bars, he built these tables and he found wood from the floorboards of uh, railroad cars from the Pacific Northwest Railroad, specifically the dining cars. So it's really unbelievable. Of course, they weigh like a 1,000 pounds each, and you can't really move them. Uh, but we have two 20-foot stone fireplaces out there, uh, so it's a great place to cozy up, uh, particularly, you know, the, the night before Thanksgiving. You know, to hang out, <laughs> have a couple of... But your, your beer garden, it, it's, it's year-round, right? Yeah, you got yeah. heaters. Yeah, the pavilion is, is open on all sides, but there's walls and heaters. They roll down. It's real flexible. We booked a couple of uh, weddings already out there, which is a great, great place for big, big events. But in, inside here is great for the winter. Yeah. I and mean, this is like, it's like an old beer hall yeah. vibe that you don't see so much in Manhattan. No. This, is, this is probably nicer than a beer bar in Manhattan. 
It is. I mean, it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, don't watch it. No, there's nothing like this in Manhattan. <laughs> it's big and spacious. It's significantly larger. And, yeah. and listen, yeah. the other beer halls I have are totally different from this because we're in an old railway station. Let's face it. It's got a lot of natural attributes, which a lot of other places don't. It's hard to invent it from a, a vanilla box. How did you find this place? Uh, there was a request for a proposal by the MTA, and I happened to be on their list. And they know me, they like what I've done in the city, everyone knows Heartland, they know of Heartland, and they're beer lovers, and it always helps when someone's a beer lover, they're on your side, and I think one of the people liked the Smiling Pumpkin Ale, and, uh, you know, it has to do with a lot of different components, how you get selected, and uh, fortunately I was the winner, so I got a 20-year lease here, um, and, uh, but What's really interesting about being up here in Westchester is it's very different from Manhattan. And people come in, in Manhattan, a couple will come in or a few guys will come in or someone comes sit at the bar. Up here, you'll have three generations of people come in at the same time. Yeah. You'll have the, the kids, the grandchildren, and the grandparents all come in for a meal. And that's just not what we're used to. And they have dinner from 6.15 to 7.45 or 8 o'clock. And people are having dinner all night in Manhattan. So it's really a, a new drill for us, and it's still a learning curve, which I think we need another few months to figure out. But the people are just thrilled to be here, and they want to hang out and talk and talk about the beer and how the food goes with the beer and what we've done before. So it's really pretty special. Plus, I get to sit by the fireplace, have a beer, and then take the train home without having to drive, which is probably the best part. I think the biggest thing is is proximity, and most people don't understand that you know it's thirty minutes or thirty five minutes from Grand Central to 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 here, and it's shorter than most people's commute to work. Yeah, it's even it's even, even shorter to go to Brooklyn. Yeah, even in Brooklyn. the city, oh, yeah, right. you know, it's a short you know thirty five minutes, and they feel like they're going. You know, it's a big endeavor when it's not. You can be well, it's still upstate. Yeah, you know, you can be here. You can be here in less time than it takes to get from downtown to uptown in Manhattan. You know, and sure, you know, and I think that's the biggest thing we have to battle is the fact that they're like, oh yeah, you're way up there, and you're like, you know, it's literally thirty minutes. You know, my wife commutes to work in more time than it takes, you know, us to to get here from from Manhattan. Right. John, what's the beer we're drinking now? Is this the Imperial Saison? We, we are drinking the Imperial Saison, which is... I'm getting that friendly list because... It, it's brewed especially <laughs> our third or fourth beer. for the beer halls, and it's not available at the Heartland Brewery. And it's a big beer, what I like to call a chewy beer, although I'm not a brewer. I'll leave that to the brewers to describe it. Kelly, my brewmaster, his main thing is to have beers be balanced and... It's hard to balance a big beer, I think, and uh, I think he's done a, a good job with this one. What is this, eight and a half or something? Something like that. Yeah. But, uh, but it's still a session beer. You can only have four or five instead of eight For this table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's, 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 let's go deeper again. Let's talk about Westchester we're, beer we're, experts. We're, we're professionals. We've we got the, the heart and soul of Westchester beer community in this room. Let's go around the room and let's say if, if Thanksgiving's coming up, what beer or, or style w- would you guys be serving in any places this time of year? Uh, we not my favorite style, but pumpkin beer. <laughs> oh, it's on fire! It's crazy. It's yeah. unbelievable how many pumpkins we'll get. We'll go through 12, 
12 kegs of different, you know, because every group. So is there one that you like? They start coming out in July. Is there a pumpkin that you like? You're still going to serve a pumpkin beer at Thanksgiving? If there's any left. We save save some of the um, Southern Tier Pumpkin. Yep. It's really popular. Yeah, and everybody likes they that. They make so much, and so we Southern Tier. We buy three or four kegs. They're great. And stash yeah, we, we, we all we try to buy in. To, we try to have it last us at Thanksgiving because it'll sell right through Thanksgiving. Yeah. Pumpkin beers. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of pumpkin yeah. beers taste like pumpkin bo- pie, or they're too sweet, yeah, or there's, there, there's too much clove yeah. in it. Yeah. And it's well, like, but why, so why do I don't come out with them in July though? Like. I, I was once them in Thanksgiving. Look at the department store. Pumpkin beer stops selling Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we sell a ton of it. We sell more of it than right. any other beer. But as soon as Thanksgiving's o- over, we push it okay, to one store. So Thanksgiving, yeah. down with pumpkin. AJ <laughs> and, and Joe, the craftsman. What beer would you guys want to have for Thanksgiving and beyond? Imperial stouts. Yeah, I was, was going to say stouts. Uh, personally, I love. Know, a, big, a nice big stout. Um, something I don't, that sticks to your palate. Yeah. Something that's going to have you know, layers. A little of, more complexity than yeah. just, oh, it tastes like pumpkin. Pumpkin yeah. spice. Right. You know, as much as there's many different styles of pumpkin beer, they're pretty much in the same You know, we've never had a show where we talk about pumpkin beer at all. So it's always <laughs> it's Thanksgiving I still have certain pumpkin beer at my place. So, so, you know, I don't have one pumpkin beer Oh, we this year. Oh, you know we serve our place. We, we have some. We have something called the stump, a stumpkin, which is a combination of the oatmeal stout and the pumpkin. Yeah, and it's like awesome. a spicy stout. Yeah, and we it's are, great. We it's fun to turn people onto. We that. do pumpkins for one week out of the year. We save up starting from July, and once the middle of October runs around, we serve all our pumpkins all at the same time. So for one week. It's all it's cool. pumpkins. All eight lines? All eight lines. All continuous. continuous. We'll go through about 40, 40 I, I different kegs that. in that week. We'll go through about, you know, um, 75 different varieties of bottles. And then we don't sell them before that day, and we don't sell them. But that is your busiest week of the year. Busiest week of the year. No kidding, man. Yeah. That's how so crazy pumpkin, it is. Once they run out, there's so you guys at the Chicas, so pumpkin beer is really popular. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> which, 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 which ones are you getting moved you sell which I mean, pumpkin, yeah, pumpkin is the one that you just cannot. Pumpkin. Pumpkin is um, nuts. Just, just I mean, from last year alone, it's doubled the amount of pumpkins that have even hit the market, you know? It's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I, mean I, don't want, I don't want to be that guy, but there's a pumpkin lambic out there that people like right now. That they, what, the Turmans? Yeah, they're going to roll their eyes. But that's I, think it's, <laughs> I think it's real pumpkin or extra. There's uh, no taste of pumpkin. I think they're all candidates. Oh, is, is, it, is it real pumpkin or is it extract or is it just spice? Oh, I think it's a lot of spice. Pumpkin is so popular now that we're bottling it for the first time. We only bottle beer like four times a year. So we do uh, an Imperial Smiling Pumpkin. It's about 8.5%. And we're bottling it for the first time, and it's just you know, same thing. That's like the pumpkin. That's an imperial. Yeah. I like the yeah. imperial pumpkin yeah. style. Yeah. yeah, but you guys, Joe and Chris, yeah. and you guys have probably some of the. You you're selling some of the. I don't know how to describe you guys. Are you guys beer experts? Are, are you just supermarket guys who sell beer? I feel like you guys have a huge beer knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how would you describe yourselves? Because you've really made an impact in beer in Westchester. I, I mean, so like we, we grew up in the supermarket world. That that's kind of all we know, but. That could be, you know, that could be kind of boring. That can be, so we were able to niche it's, out. It's all related, you know, yeah. the whole foodie type thing of pairings and whatnot. Yeah. You know, you have appreciation for this amazing prosciutto. I mean, you're going to have an appreciation for this amazing beer. It all kind of just goes together. So what was, like, tell us, the, the, the typical Chico store. 
We're, we're going to take a break in a minute, but when we come back, we want to hear the Chico story because it is an important part of this Westchester Beer Session. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. I'm Jimmy Carboni. We're here at Porchester Hall. John Bluestein, Porchester Hall, is asking a question. But just so you know, while many people in the beer world are out there in Colorado, you know, basking in the lines at the, the Great American Beer Fest, we decided to come today to Westchester, to Porchester Hall, and embrace this great new beer culture in, in Westchester. And this is our Thanksgiving beer show that's being aired later. But 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 first, let's go back to the Chicos. The Chico Cousins, how did you guys get started in selling craft beer? Because you guys are one of the deepest wells of craft beer in Westchester. There you are. So, yeah, so basically um, mid-90s, um, the kind of, the whole, our whole thing with the supermarket was specialty items, having a really good selection, being different than other stores. So, I mean, our dad started the business. Right, so let's right. start with that. Well, we'll, we'll take a 40 years ago. So, so picture, um, um, you see nothing. In the fifties, they came right. So our dads are born in Italy. But their cousins, they kind of look alike, don't they, John? Wait, well, there's a yeah. story. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You want to hear that story? Oh, that's another radio. What did the, 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 the sisters oh, married? The two, bro- two brothers married. Yep. No way. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, yeah. Is that what is that? Yeah, that's true. It's legal. It's legal. <laughs> and they're both wearing plaid. They couldn't live without each other. Yeah. So two brothers married two sisters, which are our parents. Wow. So think about it. It's. It's legit. It's not. It's not two men look alike. It's a little black. <laughs> <It's laughs> oh yeah. Um, but so you got the the, the, the Chicos come to America in the fifties, uh, and our dads literally, which is kind of ironic, worked uh, on this uh, butcher shop and fruit stands on Bleecker Street back in the in the. In the 50s. Yeah, they were pushing push carts on Bleecker Street. Lived on West Broadway. That's how they first started. Ten years old. Um, you know, it was eight or nine of them in one apartment. So that I mean, that's the kind of whole American dream story that. You know, they, all, they were all able to go to college and um, open up their first little, uh, you know, meteria or mini supermarket in uh, the Woodlawn section of the Bronx. Um, eventually moved up to Westchester in the early 90s or late 80s. Or uh, uh, 80, 84, yeah, the first so Westchester store. Um, so if you want to kind of fast forward to, to the beer part, we're back, you know, we're back, back in the mid-90s. you got the second generation of us who are kind of just young guys at that time trying to you know, put our own spin on what and, and add to or take to the next level what our dads and uncles have been doing. So, yeah, mid nineties. Um, as basically as kids, I mean, Chris, Chris definitely not me. We couldn't even drink at the time legally. Uh, but uh, I'm teenagers, <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I'm very young. Just it was literally any any beer six pack that we could find, we'd put on the shelf, and we'd sell it. And it started just from a, a pure fascination with having the biggest variety of beer we could. Um, and then, you know, kind of moving up a couple of years, we could finally start drinking it. And that obviously that's when it kind <laughs> of legally, legally, uh, that, that's when it really kind of exploded for us. But uh, it was at that time, it was just how many lab- cool labels could we have on the shelves and people were picking them up. And I mean, you, you, you know more about buying back then. We were, we were buying from Brooklyn Direct at that point, And we were the first, right? I mean, you could. Yeah, I mean, we were the first, like, north of the city selling Brooklyn brewery beers. You know, we were very early on with the whole thing. Back when they were distributing themselves and a lot of all other awesome were, were the, I have a question were the big brewers unhappy about that that way back when oh, we were yeah. bringing in all those crap and they hated us too because they're like you're 15 years old you're doing the beer orders <laughs> <laughs> 
I bet. I'm like, yeah, you get one line, Budweiser. You guys are more ingrained. You're ingrained in Westchester. Everything, though, it's you know, it kind of pushes the beer envelope. But you know, when all aspects of the culture of Westchester, you guys are involved in. I mean, you can't go anywhere without seeing the Chicos. Anything. And I think that helps push beer everywhere is because got a good reputation to start with. Yeah, you know, so if it's whatever, if there's something, some kind of event in Westchester, you guys are involved with it, and then you're like, oh yeah, we're the beer guys too, and so that that brings more awareness to, to beer that way as well. So, yeah, I mean, I appreciate that, Joe. Sure. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, our, our obviously our whole, get adopted. Our, whole <laughs> our, our whole business model has always been, it's basically, it's been quality. So, um, you know how, how is it? You know we we craft beers. Quali- I mean, for the most part, they're they're all really quality made, and 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 it's just one facet of what we do. So I mean, quality meat, quality produce, quality cheese, quality fish, quality everything, and, and we sell great craft beer. It just kind of goes with our whole our whole business model, and we're having so fun doing it. Typical store. Yep. Like how many bottles of beer do you have? Do you sell how many lines for growlers? A, a, a bottles of beer goes anywhere from a thousand to three thousand, depending on the store. Um, varieties? Varieties, yeah. Varieties. yeah. A thousand to three thousand? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's massive. It's, yeah. I guess I've never been there. <laughs> John, you're going to stop over. Where, where's the closest one? John, you're going to stop over. We'll get you with the Chico card and everything. It'll be great. Oh. You get a discount. And then what about your draft? Do you have draft? And draft is, yeah, every one of our stores have at least growler stations. Uh, Twelve lines is the least up to, Armok has twenty-eight. So 12 to 28 lines. And the and reason I'm, I'm going there is because, you know, being in the city, I know that the Thank beer you. distributors, the Chico's does come up a lot. I know you guys move a lot of beer, but you're also moving quality beer. So cheers to you guys. I mean, really, uh, it's, it's, it's an important part of Westchester having you guys here, too. And when we shaped this show, we wanted to have a couple of the boutique bars and the Chico's, and in particular being here at Portchester Hall, because, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. But the one thing about being up here, whether you're taking the train or you're going to the supermarket, there's the driving issue. You know, I'm, I'm from New York City. Yeah. You know, bars, people don't drive. But I think out here in Westchester, there's an issue of people oh, yeah. going out for drinks question. and driving. Sure. So is, is that one reason that, that, that drives people going to the supermarket? Most people are taking beers to go. Is that how it works? Bringing beers home. Uh, it could be. Yeah. You've got the barbecue culture a lot more in the city. You know, people doing barbecues on the weekends and having parties and whatnot. Where, unfortunately, in the city, you don't have the room to do some of that stuff. So you're forced to go out more in the city. But, um, yeah, what's the, what's the still, percentage like yeah. at the bar? People taking growlers to go, or people sitting? I mean, we sell a ton of growlers. I mean, I think it's more. Yeah, you do too. I think it's more sense that that there are. You know, you walk in any city block, you know, in Manhattan, and you can hit, you know, a dozen bars that maybe they're not craft beer bars, but they have craft beer. Where here, it's still um, your standards. You know, your Buds, Miller, Coors, and whatever. So they provide a service that you know. There isn't a local bar that I can go and have craft beer, but I can go to the store and buy it and bring it home. And that way, that way I'm not going without. And I think that's the bigger, you know, they're talking. Well, that's the thing. This is like well, going back into the 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Growlers and package products are definitely a, a thing of the suburbs. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, and Especially that, when and they're 15 I, years I, ahead of the game. I offer right. growlers. We sell very few growlers. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and people come in for the experience and the, and the food. Let's face it, in 2014, 
you can get good craft beer almost anywhere. True. Yeah, At least absolutely. one line of good craft beer. True. And, and usually more than one. Yeah. So, it, yeah, if you're a restaurant or a bar that doesn't have one or two craft lines, you yeah. are. Yeah. And even the beers we're drinking right now, which are really good beers, <laughs> it's like other guys make really good beers. So, what we try to do is create the atmosphere and experience over which people will never get. And some people love the smiling pumpkin hail we have right now, and some people will like some other ale. Is this so, the Imperial Pumpkin? This is, no, this is the regular right pumpkin, and I think you'll find. That what Kelly does, like I said, his thing is really balanced, and I think this one is. And uh, I don't like pumpkin ale in general, but I do like this one. You know, one thing I love about traveling, I mean, by traveling, I mean the different neighborhoods of New York. To me, it's whether it's going to Bed-Stuy or Williamsburg. Or taking on, I'm on the train coming up here to Portchester, so that I find a place that I like. I don't want to leave. So I think we're going to spend a lot of time here tonight hanging out, and we might jump on the Metro North and go over in Harrison to Craftsman. To, to Craftsman before I go home. And I may not make it back to the city for about 24 hours. So. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you've really created a nice atmosphere here, John. Thanks, I Thanks, man. Yeah. And then you guys, like, you know, and, and I always go back to, to Tim Reinke from Burzo House because he's the guy, he was the Manhattan guy, and, and he moved up to Westchester, you know. Right. So I, I feel like you've got a sensibility that – I know many, many customers, people live in Westchester, work in the city. So, anyways, cheers, man. Cheers. Like, it's the same thing. I think everybody here is a Yankees fan, which is, it's one big city. That's about New York, you know. But the question is, you have to drive home or not. And uh, We do get plenty of people that come up from Manhattan, despite the walk from the, from up the hill. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot. Even, especially, people travel. Yeah, especially now that we have the Peak School Brewery in our backyard. Yeah. People are more likely to travel. No, Peak School is a destination for sure, right? Definitely. So they go to the brewery and then they hit us. Like it's, it happens. Well, that's like this We're going to so do a show in uh, Peak School too, yeah. for sure. Yeah, right. we we're due to come up. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, even though Harrison, which is you know a small town and it, it, it's in the middle of Westchester, but I would say 75 to 80 percent of the people that we get there are from outside of Harrison and from all over Westchester. Yeah. We forgot about you. So the last time we were talking about what, what beers would you be selling or, or buying for you know, Thanksgiving, and we talked about pumpkin beers a little bit, and who wants to go next? Well, I think we'll generally put on bigger beers. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, something like, on the colder beers water. Warm you up yeah, there'll be a few more Imperials. Well, like, give us some names. Some of some porters. Names of um, beers. Brands. Brands. The uh, listeners in Ohio who want to know what beers are you buying? Sell <laughs> so, so more Captain Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, you know. In the, uh, in the fall. Are, are we Belgian? Are we supposed to? Yeah. We have I, I, I love the Belgian <laughs> double. Found his breakfast. A nice, yeah. going on, uh, a nice dry yeah. Belgian yeah. double for the holidays. It triples a little bit much. I, you know, yeah. I, I tend to do I find that by the time Thanksgiving comes, <laughs> um, guys, listen up. This is the it's wow. It. This is Westchester. These guys don't know about media. Come on. Just came out. But this time of year, Thanksgiving's coming. I think about things like what John just said, Belgian doubles, mm-hmm. stronger beers, and no I know we're looking at the Christmas beer season. Oh, yeah. I Christmas actually don't usually buy that many Christmas beers. I feel like there's so many great traditional beer styles in the world, like Belgian beers, mm-hmm. strong Germans and English beers, that, that why do I need a Christmas beer? Do you guys, oh, you yeah. guys would be selling Christmas beers? Well, you funny you got to love Anchor Christmas. I mean, that, that's oh, a classic. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I own a brewery, but I drink that also. Yeah. The funny thing for us, our busiest week of the year for beer is Christmas week. Yeah. It is insane. 
We yeah. sell the most beer out of the entire year is Christmas week. Yeah. Because gifts now, everybody yeah. wants beer as gifts. Yeah, which is like a whole new growlers, thing. Growler bags. But are just, they taking growlers or large? Every, no, mostly large, large format, seven fifty. Every comes in. So yeah. Pick like f- five. Just think I'm sorry, but five large format, like seven fifty or greater. Yeah, I mean what, it's what, crazy. What, what what beers will they be? Can you tell me a particular brand that's going to be the most popular this year? It's for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of the bells were Christmas, St. Bernardus, the Christmas, of course, all about Christmas, Christmas one, you know, one all that type years. of stuff. But I mean, people come yeah, in and they just want, oh, my father's a beer drinker. I, I want to get him beer for Christmas. And it's just us picking everything so out. So you also you have like and a 1.5 liter bottle? Yeah, no, it's We have three liter bottles? Yeah, sure. How many growlers do you guys sell in a busy week? Um, a few hundred, depending on location. I'm surprised you don't sell more growlers here at the train station. People would do you sell the train? Do you, do you, you know for the train? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure we offer them, actually. You should yeah, here for the train. Good. That'd be huge. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. everybody's going to want to go you, here. Not only that, train. Metro North, you can drink on the train. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I was, I was trying to design a go cup. <laughs> what I really want to do is a go cup. Yeah. Yeah, but one cup, that's not going to last. The train hides the back of where it's entered. You know, brown paper bag with your, you know. That is a great idea. I wanted was I a you know, fresh mailhouse stamp that I could put on a brown paper bag just for you know to go uh, road beers you know uh, for the people that are taking the train. I'm, I'm taking notes. You can step right yeah, no. on the train. <laughs> I think getting back to, to winter beers. We're Westchester guys. Every time we get on a train, it's with the we, six pack. We yeah. So <laughs> we pregame on our we pregame exactly. Yeah. We're pregame on the Metro North. So and you need to be able to sell them to get yeah. on the train with a beer. Right, so you, you guys, where, where, you, where would you guys get on the train? Oh, we live in White Plains, so we get out on White Plains. Okay. But, um, and yeah. you get on, what, what, would, what would be a beer? It's Thanksgiving weekend, you're going to the city. Yeah. What beer would you guys bring with you to drink on the train? From your store? <sighs> train beer. Well, <laughs> geez. I mean, we're, we're usually grabbing cans for the train. Yeah, we prefer cans in the train. So, I'll pro- I mean, but like, we can do growlers, don't worry. We could, we could <laughs> do growlers. We can talk about growlers. Um, just need a bigger bag. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we you know it's not too long when we get the bang for our bucks. So we're probably going I mean, bells too hard. Bells too we've hard. been pounding yeah. on the train lately. Um, <laughs> who else we like on the train? It's, it's, it's tough to pound the bar. Yeah. Yeah. This you is this is Westchester. We got the fireman <laughs> yeah. who moonlights as the bartender. Yeah. He knows more about beer than anyone in this room. So yeah. AJ, get over here. <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none. So what 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 beer would you be bringing on the train? I, I like the whole can idea because it's just. Yeah, cans are great in the train. Uh, I, I've always liked Cigar City High Life. <laughs> if I'm feeling ambitious, maybe a ten fifty. Uh, well, you're, you know, and talking about the, yeah. the craftsman scene, craftsman, the craftsman house in Harrison. You're a fireman. A lot of guys in the community go there. So, what are the beers? That, what are the beers that your buddies are drinking? I say uh, the most popular beer style, so to speak, would probably be an IPA. Yeah, definitely IPAs. Uh, yeah. I mean, That's just because it, it's given. you know it's 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 pretty approachable. You can get anything from a four percent up to you know an eight and a half nine percent. The thing about our menu too is that it's never it's not consistent. It's always changing. So even our bottle list, which is 150 bottles, you know, from week to week. You know, thirty percent of it will change. So, you know, we, you know, typically every week we look at our inventories and we try to get whatever wasn't available last week, and that's you know our ordering style. So we order whatever you couldn't have last week, and that's the new thing. And so, like you're talking about when winter ales and, and Christmas beers come out, we're buying all of them because they weren't there two weeks ago, and 
all of a sudden that gives everything a, a big boom. So um, from you know week to week, people coming in and like, oh my god, this is we got 15 new beers that are. Which, which makes the bartender's life really wonderful. <laughs> you, you know what? To show you how far we've come, years ago, when someone ordered an IPA, oftentimes they send it back because they ordered it because they, they, thought it, it was, they thought it was pale. They thought the color was pale. Now at least people know that it's a pale ale as a style, and it's not too bitter. They complained about that. So people's palates have changed dramatically. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. when we first started, probably the biggest style was ESB. Which is almost a dead style at this point. I mean, nobody's buying ESBs. But like in the mid '90s, that what was the ESP? style. Empire State Building. A Heartland Brewery location for yeah. those of you outside the tri-state area. <laughs> and you guys, you guys actually do make good beers. You know, it's like Heartland Breweries. You, you're like, what? Are you the largest brewer in New York City, or you're just one of the? Prominent brewers in Oh, hell, we're, we're, we're the, uh, how would you put it? We've been open longer than any other continuously open brewery in New York. We're also the largest urban mm-hmm. pub chain in the world. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I like your beer. I love saying that, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what you need is, you need me to help you pick your styles. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite is the, the single hop pale ale. Yeah. It's, it's kind of current. Yeah. Yeah. And I know everybody, the thing is, everybody wants pumpkin ales, and I can't argue with that. Yeah. But for me, the pumpkin ale is great. But at the same time, but, if we only ordered, you know, like as at the Craftsman Ale House, if we only ordered beer that I like to drink, then, you know. Yeah. What would that be? That's the hard This is good, because yeah. the, the guys, the masterminds behind these great Westchester beer establishments, Joe. What would you drink if you were just drinking for yourself? Yeah, man. To see so if you really know what you're talking about. Well, I know what I'm talking about. The thing is, <laughs> there are so many. You know, but you know what? Right now. Yeah, there, I mean, the, the answer to that question is I'm out there drinking anything I've never had before, regardless of style. You know, that's my next favorite beer is the first, you know, is I, I go to a, you know, Birdsall House and I'm like, all right, which beer on here haven't I had? And that's what I'm having. Because everything else, you know, I can't speak about it. I can't teach it. I can't do anything if I haven't had it. And so I don't always go back and drink everything that I've had over and over again. It's always about what the next style is or what the next beer in general is. Um, and so regardless of style, whether I love it or not, that's what I'm having. Because that's what I haven't had. And I, ha- I can't consider myself, you know, a teacher or an expert if I haven't had everything. You're a brave man. Yeah, yeah it's, getting, it's getting a lot harder to pick the beers that, that we want because there's so many. Like they said, they have a thousand different brands. Sure, we have twenty drafts, and yeah. you know, I'm only as good as my my beer rep is. Like he's got to he's got to let me know. He's got to send me the inventory. If your if your brand is at a, at a crappy mm-hmm. distributor and you you've got the guy they have on the street isn't doing their job, then what doesn't care? You know, yeah, yeah it doesn't care. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Last I, question. Okay, last thing. We're gonna wrap it up. Okay, let's go around the room. In Westchester, the, the top beer experts here. What's your ideal ideal way to serve beer? Whether it's a certain type of glass or a growler. Does everyone give me a quick little anecdote about what they think makes their place special and, and how you serve beer and what, why you think it's better than someone else? Or whatever you want to tell me. Let's start with uh, the Chicos. 
For us, if we're going to do He's it. He's always yeah. ready to talk. I'm ready. We're ready. Intermarried. The mother and the father of brothers. We're all, we're all we're like incest right here. Yeah. Right, for us, we, we've been using counter pressure fillers for years now. Probably six, seven years of counter pressure, which is great. Great way to really. Do you have very high here. standards for your growlers. Absolutely. Growler Absolutely. Systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Growler We're very... system. I mean, so like, I mean, look, I always joke around that we have the best beer selection. I'm tapless in a supermarket, so I, mean, I don't think anybody can argue that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You can't Probably the best and worst. I, mean, I, I never yeah. believed that. I was like, why are, they, why are people talking about the Chico supermarket from here? But you, you guys you guys did it, and congratulations. Thank and you. in Burzo House, you're the opposite. You came from Blind Tiger, so you've kind of got beer royalty. What, yeah. what are your standards for service and other things? Uh, keep your draft lines clean. That's what it's supposed to be. And Westchester, it's a little shaky. Like, are you, are you draft is draft, is draft beer your number one thing in Burzo House? Yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah. Liquid-wise, yeah, we sell way more beer than yeah. liquid. Than, uh, some, some weeks more beer than food. And then and in Coachman's and Harrison, what would you guys say that sets your service apart or makes your place unique that you could teach someone or something? I think it's the fact that, you know, all our staff is very knowledgeable. They're all, most of them brew. You know, most of them are into the industry and are traveling for, you know, to, to breweries and, you know, they can speak intelligently and, and, and educate pretty much anybody that walks in the door. And I think that's what, you know. Do you, just, guys, do you guys host a homebrew club? We do host a homebrew club. Um, we have, we do too. Yeah. So what, so what, are, what are the homebrew clubs up here? Which, which ones do you guys host? That's a big yeah. part of the beer scene. Uh, Northern Westchester Homebrew Club. And what about Coachman's? Craftsman. We have, um, we have our Coachman's own. Coachman's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm fish out of water up Yeah. You know, Coachman's, we, Craftsman's. We have a, I mean, we, we've hosted, you know, Westchester Homebrewers, you know, club. And we also have a small one that started. In, in our, you know, in our bar. Damn, that, that's a sign of a healthy craft beer community, the homebrew scene. What about you guys, the Chico's? You host homebrew clubs? We do. Uh, yeah, I th- one kind of, just because our Brewster store was such a destination for beer, we kind of started, one started around us, so it's, it's called Hopped. So it's homebrewers of Putnam and Dutchess County, so believe it or not, so even the next county. Helps, Jude, these guys families found never us see and, the bills. Yeah, I find it. The healthy crafters, everyone's homebrewing and, and, and aspiring. Everybody wants to be a brewer. What about you guys, for John? Listen, I'd, I'd love to have all you guys have your meetings with your homebrewers club here. <laughs> One of the things we do in our other restaurants, we support homebrewing. We have the New York City uh, Brewers Guild meet in our places, so we're open to that entirely. We love that. Now, John, what about the, spe- the special aspects of service and style here at Port Oh, uh, uh, when we pour a beer, I-, I just dumped something in the middle of the table for those of you who aren't here. <laughs> it's a 35-ounce German Rostal Stein, and it will keep your beer cold interminably. And, 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 Why am I not drinking it right now? And what's more, when you pour that two-inch head, it will maintain itself for 30 to 40 minutes. has a lot to do with the glassware. Clean glassware, room temperature glassware, and big glassware. Thank you. How did you pick the glasses for here, John? Well, that's, those are traditional uh, beer hall steins, and beer halls traditionally came up in Germany, so we have some German steins here. Even though we're very much an American uh, beer hall, uh, you can't fight the stein. People look at it, and it feels like a beer hall. And... Uh, I'll tell you, this has been a special show. I came up to Portchester Hall in Westchester. We, we brought together some of the best people in Westchester, including 
John Bluestein of Porchester Hall, Joe Jr. and Chris DeChico of the Chico's Markets, who are probably selling more beer in Westchester than anybody. We got uh, Joe and AJ from the Craftsman Ale House in Harrison, and our good buddy Tim Reinke from uh, Birdsville House in Peaceville. So this is a little preview of, of what's going on in uh, Westchester. But thanks for, for listening, and this is our Thanksgiving show. And coming up, there's special events in New York City. There's Battle of the Belgians at Jimmy's number 43. And looking forward to February in 2015, the New York City Beer Week, which Kelly Taylor, who's the, the brewer for uh, Heartland Brewery and, and the whole beer works they have, is the president. So this might be the best uh, New York City Beer Week ever. We're looking forward to that. So in closing, I'd like to thank our sponsors at greatbrewers.com. We'd love to bring this podcast to you tonight. Thanks to John, Tim, Joe, AJ, Joe, and Chris. For joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network, I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Maggie Seiden and Justin Kennedy, and our engineer, Jack Inslee, back at the Heritage Radio Network. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Beer Session Radio. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.